You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Geek culture from the belly of the beast once a week. I'm your host, Dan. I haven't done this with these guys in two weeks. I got my co host, I got just Will ahoy, ahoy. and Dez. Well, it's now time to make fun of Dan. Do you have anything? Like better than usual? <laughs> no, it's just the same old stuff. Why are we same making fun? Why are we making fun of Dan? That's always what happens. We, that is, yes, now is the time in the podcast where we make fun of Dan. Yes. He's still screaming into the microphone. I usually just call out some word in the opening. Like, is it well, be the like, belly part of the beast? It's like, it's, it's like, here's the thing. It's like, if I don't, like, get all like, ah, then, like, I'm not into what I'm doing. And then it's like a low podcast. It's like when you do theater and you get on stage and you warm up. This is my warm up. He's the dynamic personality. I am. Yes. I'm a very dynamic personality. I, w- I was told today I'm not dynamic. You're not? Yeah. Somebody, t- somebody said, uh, describe me today as Will Ferrell from old school. I'm like, nobody is <laughs> drinking! <laughs> Well, when you put it that way, maybe I am Will Ferrell in old school. You're my boy Blue. You're my boy Blue. I'm like, and I said it was Eugen, my uh, my employee Eugen, and I'm like, no one has ever described me that way before. Like, Take it as a compliment. I will, I guess. <laughs> like, sure. Let's, let's just hope this person wasn't describing you physically. <laughs> oh. like, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a compliment to say you have Will Ferrell's gut. I don't. We're all working on it. We're all working on it. Yeah. We're all slowly but surely because we're getting old, but we like to eat and drink. Everything's awesome. How are you guys? I haven't seen you guys in two weeks. I was in L. I was in L. A. last Thursday night. We record on Friday, and it took me four and a half hours to get home. And so I was like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm not doing this podcast thing tonight. I'm very, very tired. Um, but it was fun. We went for the SoCal Finance outing to L. A. and went, God, that sounds boring. Went to dinner. Uh, well, you, I don't know if anybody saw my Facebook. You know, you're hanging out with a bunch of accountants when we're all there's a, like four guys. We're just sitting there. We're talking about our credit card perks. About who has better credit card benefits? I'm like, oh, I'm hanging out with accountants. I don't think that miles does. are such a scam. You need to get the blood. Uh, well, know. three of us were into miles, and one guy, uh, Jonathan, was into cash back, and we we're trying to go the pros and cons of that. I don't need miles. While 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 being slightly drunk because we had been drinking most of that day, so it was it was all good. That's how you know you're in your 30s or 40s. I think that's that's what that signals. We ended up going to dinner at like this restaurant in Beverly Hills, which was literally the most LA restaurant I've ever been to in LA. Like it was kind of dark and unnecessarily loud because they had a DJ with a bow tie, and uh, it was a, a Chinese Japanese dim someplace Hakkasan where they like 
like we ordered an old fashioned and they poured the bourbon over smoked wood chips to impart the smoke. And I'm like, just give me some fucking whiskey. What the hell is wrong? I really just want alcohol right now. I don't really give a shit. Dan, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you really shouldn't um, order drinks. That require Jeff to be present to explain them to you. I know. I mean, it was, it was Jeff's good. not there. There was there is a, a DOF at one of our hotels in Santa Barbara. His name's Justin. Um, he w- reminds me of sort of a straight version of Jeff, and so he was kind of explaining it, like what was going on. The drink was very good, and the food was pretty good. It was just like the most LA restaurant I had ever been to. It was unnecessarily loud and unnecessarily dark, and the waiter just screamed, "I'm better than like like just his attitude was like, I'm better than all of you, and you should be thankful that I'm serving you." I'm like, okay, mm. yeah, so, but it was funny. We had a, we had a, we had a really good time but yes four and a half hours to get home from los angeles which Fuck that sucked shit. sucked and uh there I, I ended up bringing a girl home who's uh, the adof of our hotel she's the accounting manager from the la jolla and she she says to me as on on friday morning as we finish breakfast she goes dan and i go yeah and she's like are you going back to san diego yeah you going back now yeah can i have a ride and i'm like sure and then i thought about it for about three minutes and i went how were you getting home? Like, what, what was your... She's like, oh, I would have figured it out. There's I a train. I, she, like, she said train. She said she was thinking maybe me Ubering. And I'm like, Uber? San Diego to Los Angeles? Like, LA to San Diego? That seems expensive. That's a buck 20 a mile. That seems expensive. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't work. The train The train would probably have been about 40 bucks one way. Yeah, whereas this way, she share her property shares part of my mileage. I get paid why for you, it. Why are you looking awesome. at me? I'm like just I'm like crazy. imagining the scenario where like... Dan's like, I brought this girl home. In the morning, we had breakfast, and then she was like, can you stay? And he was like, no. <laughs> I've got to go back home. Back to the real world. <laughs> back to the belly of the beast. <laughs> but it was it was fun. Nah, she's a nice girl. I liked it. I, I, I hadn't met anybody, and so like now I know all these finance people, so it was, it was good. And apparently, William was also in no condition to podcast last week. No. At all. No. Oh, he was in condition to podcast. <laughs> Dez was the only one I'm ready just to go. Not, I'm just not sure what the words that came out of his mouth would have necessarily meant. It would have been amazing. It they would have made less sense than usual. That would have been. It would have been amazing. You, you, but you had a good day. It's fun to drink. I did uh, good work on behalf of science and justice. And <laughs> I love what science and it justice involved me drinking, and that's all I have to say. Now, was the reason so that they could like, like, you know, these scientists tracked like blood alcohol level over time to use in your court cases in the future, sort of thing? Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where, like, you know, if they sell you a, a new breathalyzer for you know we were talking about this beforehand so the listeners have no idea so they have these new breathalyzer machines and you know you could take the manufacturer's word for it uh, but you need to actually if you're gonna gonna be the one on the the stand testifying that yes i think this person has come down from roughly here in this amount of time you need to have your own your own yeah experience with the machine basically you need a lot of guinea pigs for dui experts to be able to show that yes our machines work or yes i've studied this and yes we've actually correlated the literature with real world experience so occasionally they bring in guinea pigs and feed them alcohol and have them do tests and, and you were a guinea pig i was a guinea pig <laughs> and uh that's not a bad gig no i don't think that would be a bad gig at all so all right so and that's it's free and it's free and that's why we haven't recorded in forever although i did put up two podcasts today in addition to history of bad ideas and dark angels and pretty freaks one of today um Real quick, couple news. Um, obviously, this is the Musings of a Geek podcast network that we are on. This is Musings of a Geek. We added two new shows over the last week and a half, um, or maybe two weeks. One of them is My Comic Shop History, 
where uh, Anthony talks about his comic shop that's closing. It's It's been around for 20 years, and he's been interviewing the owner and people involved in the comic shop just kind of as a, as a say goodbye, and I think he's going to start doing some other comic book stuff. We also added Sons of the Renaissance. Um, yeah, I listened to their show. They're pretty good. What is it about? It's basically what we do. Oh, okay. Yeah. If, if this is a bunch of guys actually talking about the Renaissance... That would be epic. I'm not listening. <laughs> Which, are you going to listen anyway? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, let's call a spade a spade. So we've got two new shows, and then I've got a bunch of people... Actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, if it really was just a bunch of people seriously <laughs> talking about the Renaissance... You might listen. Like, that might just be such like an Ed Wood moment that, you know, it might be interesting. Um, and we got I got a couple other contact people have expressed interest that I might be adding soon. Um so yeah, so that's that's Music Civic Geek. We're on Danger Entertainment. We're on Geek Life Radio. We're on TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, all that stuff. All right, we're going to talk about stuff before we get to rolling. We, there are a few things we should talk about first. First things of, first. First of all, Christopher Lee passed away Aww. about ten days ago. About ten days ago now. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we could go ten days ago now. And um, Christopher Lee, who. Majority, not majority, but a lot of us know from his later work, such as Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, uh, his heavy metal albums, um, <laughs> of course. Uh, but Christopher Lee was an amazing, amazing actor, uh, British actor, actually knew Tolkien. Um, he did, was pretty much promised the role of Gandalf by Tolkien. By Tolkien. Tolkien basically said, you should play Gandalf, and then uh, that did And then he happen. ended up telling... Um uh, the actual Gandalf, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Ian McKellen. McKellen. Yeah, he ended up telling Ian McKellen when he first met him, you know, I should be doing this role. <laughs> Ian McKellen actually had something really nice to say about yeah, it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was his little write-up about it where he's like totally intimidated. If you can picture Ian McKellen being intimidated yeah. by somebody else, like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did something else recently yeah. that I was awed, and I'm like, that's Christopher Lee. Um yeah, I don't recall. Not recent stuff. Anyway, uh, but he had a huge career before that. Um, yeah. A lot of, lot of uh, monsters. He was Dracula. Um, yes, he was in all those old Hammer, Hammer movies. Um, friends with um, what's his bucket? Who played uh, Grand Moff Tarkin um, back in the? I can't think. Of, I, we're, we suck tonight. I can't think of the guy's name. I didn't know that anybody knew Grand Moff Tarkin's actual name, so I'm not going to fault you for that one. Grand, Mo- the actor or the actual. I, I, oh, he's a famous actor. I can't think of his <laughs> name. I can't fucking anyway. There's a bunch of like old school British actors. They were all friends together. But you know the the world is a little bit of a, a worse off place there now that Christopher Lee is yeah. gone. I, I, I well, I don't know. It's a worse off place. It's always sad when we lose someone. But Christopher Lee was what ninety three. Ninety three. Like you know, good. I, mean, I think he good got. On I think you. he had a good run. Good. Yeah. Good. Good on you, sir. I mean, I we also really we also run. lost what's his name from the Avengers. We we did. We did. I can't remember his name. We lost no. a bunch of people. We lost uh, the guy from the event, the original Avengers. Yeah, not the Avengers. Um, yeah, we we, we, lost, we lost Chris Evans. Uh, sorry, world, he's dead. <laughs> you haven't heard about it yet. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he played the old uh, Peel uh, Avengers. I'm, I'm looking it up. Yeah, he played John Steed. Man, you guys are bad at this. I know. I'm not prepared. I'm not. I'm not a big Patrick Mac- fan. Patrick McNee. Um, passed away uh, this week, uh, 1922 to 2015. So do the math on that. I don't actually have his age in front of me. He, uh, John Steed, That's 93 in, as well. 93, yeah. There you go, John Steed from the original Avengers. Uh, your original gentleman spy with the bowler hat um, was a uh, in a duo with uh, Emma Peel um, on that show. 
Um, played by Ray Fiennes. That character was played by Ray Fiennes in the movie, that bad movie with Sean Connery. That movie doesn't exist. <laughs> 93, that's right. He, was, he died in California. Um, so Patrick McNee died. Also, What's His Bucket from Eight is Enough died. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dick Van Patten. Dick Van Patten. I'm like, Dick Van Dyke. I know that's not right. Dick Van Patten passed away. Uh, he was a guy from Eight is Enough and uh, was in Spaceballs. Yeah. Um, playing uh, the princess's father. He's in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Robin, and he was in Robin Hood Men in Tights in his, his later uh, later years. Also, uh, through the, since this is Musings of Death, um, James Horner passed oh, away yeah, in a Titanic. plane crash That guy who this made week. that fucking horrible Titanic song. Um, yes, but you might know him better as, um, if you ever watch an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation... He wrote the theme for that. Oh. He wrote he wrote the score for Star Trek 2, and that is the da 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 He wrote that. Um, Actually, that was the motion picture. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that sounded like an original song. Yeah. I can <laughs> Like, it was the original motion picture, so it's an original song? No, no, no. Yeah. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Just let you know, Dan, you were looking for Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Thank Who you. Who also was that a was hammer Peter Cushing? Who played Grand Moff Tarkin? Really? Yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin, oh. yes. yes. Um, wasn't Peter Cushing the Van Helsing in the Hammer movies? Yes. Yes. Right? And that's, that's how they knew each that's other. How they, knew. they were they were they they were they were friends that way. Um so yeah, so we lost a bunch of people. James Horner, Titanic, um what he wrote a bunch of stuff. Uh, Beautiful Mind, which is an amazing score. Um he did Avatar, which is rather forgettable. Less amazing. Less less than amazing. Let's see, I've got to pull pull him up on wow. My so I'm using my wife's computer and it's not as old as my computer is. It's amazing. Everything just comes up so fast. It's yeah. amazing <laughs> how that works. Um so probably also not virus ridden like yours. So yeah, it yeah, turns out that all of our like dead air is because Dan is running like a like I'm Apple IIe during the podcast. Basically yeah. Basically yeah. Yeah. Um he did Star Trek two 48 hours. Let's see other things. Crawl uh, James Horner did. All, all you need to know Star James Horner is like half a John Williams. Yeah, cocoon. Which is really good. Which is yeah, really I'm good. Not, I'm not I'm not hitting the man, but he's a Willow. Willow did the soundtrack for Willow. Um, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Oh, nobody remembers the music from any of those. Yeah, most of the music. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If I played you the score for Field of Dreams right now, you would know it. Really? I I, have you seen Field of Dreams? Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah, makes you cry. It's a good fucking movie. Yeah, and how about a game of catch every time? (laughs) Fucking crying. I'm crying right now. Dad, like Ray Liotta or something. Yeah, and it just totally no. no Shoeless is his, 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 his dad oh, is yeah. Barry Pepper. Right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, did searching for Bobby Fischer, Swing Kids, Sneakers, great score. <clears throat> this guy, I mean, he Apollo thirteen. I mean, this this guy did everything, and he was flying a plane, and it crashed just north of Santa Barbara. There's fog there. I assume that had something to do with it. So I don't well, fly planes. Also, what you need to realize, Dan, is that Cessnas are really nothing more than balsa wood airplanes. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, there's really not, like, if anything goes, like, significantly wrong, you're not bringing that plane down well. That doesn't mean people die all the time. They're also very safe because there's very little in them that goes boom or catches fire. But when, uh, when it happens, but, but like, it, it happens. Yeah, if you, if you, like, lose some of the sheeting on one of the wings, you're probably not going to be able to correct. You kind of just buckle in and hope that when you hit the ground, the frame stays intact. And depending on how high you are at the time, that may not be an option. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's you always hear that these people dying in plane crashes and these single engine Cessnas, and that's why I don't fly planes. You're right. <clears throat> Rand and I were talking, and I was like, you know, if I win the lottery, I'm flying all the boys. We're gonna get a private plane, and we're gonna go to Vegas. And she's like, yeah, I don't means, want you in a private plane. She means plane. a Learjet. Those things crash all the time. She's like, and I said, you know, it, basically, we've decided that if I win the lottery, we're all gonna go to Vegas. I'm gonna take you all to Vegas, and like full on awesome, like high roller style. But we're gonna take a bus. 
Like, we're going to get a tricked out bus. You want to be a party bus? Like, no, seriously. Just, like, first class, like, Maybe major airline yeah, is fine. We could do that. We could do that. We're going to I was like, oh she's like, I don't want you in a private jet. I'm like, I want to go on a private jet. Also, Learjets don't crash all that often. No, they don't. This it was is, the, the Hummer limo. That was fun. Did When did you do? Did we? Yeah. Was that for my birthday? No, it was for my bachelor party. I was there. The, oh, that the was fun. Club, the yes, strip the strip club, club limo. limo. That was fun. That we ended up. Okay, so we get in this limo and <laughs> we get in the story time. We get in this limo. Yeah, I'm I sure mean, the story's been told. And this, the limo was like cool Actually, inside. I don't think, I don't we, think, I don't think we ever talked about the limo. This, the, the, the limo itself was pretty cool on the inside. There was just the five of us. And, you know, the, the limo driver was awesome. We were staying at the. We, they picked us up at the Luxor and we were going to the Olympic Garden. And um, he started playing loud hip-hop. hip hop. Yeah. And we were like, whoa, 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 can we play something else? Yeah, it was one of those things where like, I'm assuming that the people he picks up who are like rolling and going to the strip club are just a different personality than, than, than us. Than us. We're like, not those guys. Like, we, we don't really want to listen to like Pitbull or whatever the fuck is popular. Like, that's not like, going to pump us up for a yeah, night of I partying. Don't give a shit, right? Yeah. And so I think it's Jeff. Like, it ends up talking of to Of course it was Jeff. And he, he must have been the sober one. And it was like, well, what do you listen to? And he was like, do you have Tool? <laughs> and he and did. The guy, and he did. And the guy ends up pulling up uh, something off of Anima and blasting it at, like, you know, if your normal radio goes up from, like, level 1 to 10, he ends up playing it at 25. <laughs> like it's Because that's, again, that type of clientele he probably has. It's listening to the hip-hop loud, like, at that level, getting really pumped up. Whereas we're like, play some Tool. Same level. Yeah, no, yeah. He, he could have caused an earthquake <laughs> with the level of volume coming off of that. But at the same time, it was like, I'm in a limo. There's booze. There's really good music. I'm happy. And, and it was one of those limos where it wasn't like, you know, dark inside. Like, it had, like, all the crazy well, lights. No, no, it's because there was a lot of opulence. If I'm not mistaken, there was a flat screen TV on the roof. There was. And you can use your imagination as to what you would need a flat screen TV on the roof for. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. It's an Olympic Garden limo, the strip club. So that was that was good. The limo was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah it actually. Uh, I was telling that story also to one of my employees. Um, who, Dan, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's some stories you shouldn't tell your employees. You know what? She was, uh, you know, and it, like here's the thing. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to lie about who I am. Like this is who I am. This is what I do. I've gone to a bachelor party. We have done the strip club thing. It has been amazing. We have had a good time. There are funny stories. There you go. The end. Um, all right. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is the topic of this, or the title of this topic is Jiggery Pokery <laughs> or Applesauce. It's been a really good week for Put the Applesauce. <laughs> it's all Applesauce, Dan. Um, there's been a few amazing decisions that have come down from various uh, legislatures no, let's, and, let's, let's and, and Supreme the, Court. Let's talk about the more interesting thing. Okay. The grown man who's been a, a Supreme Court justice for... 19 years, 17 years, addressed people in a no, courtroom. Like 30. 30 years. 30 years. And, said, and said, this is applesauce. <laughs> Poppycock. <laughs> no, it was worse than that. Um, he ended up, uh, <coughs> this is a... Which descent uh, are you talking about? Unfortunately, uh, b- b- before the, we get the there, hold on. Let, let's, let's start from the bottom, and then we're going to work our way up. Uh, a couple days ago, California okay, so, State Legislature. So we're, starting, from the we're starting with the FHA then. Okay. So. Well, no, <laughs> the California State Legislature came back and said, yeah, that religious exemption for vaccines, that's cute. You're not doing it anymore. Um, which is great because of we've talked about this okay. the vaccinations okay. you're are a public health that a it's bit. a public health issue and yes, you need to have vaccines you're miscategorizing it just a little bit 
what the state assembly said is the religious exemption for vaccination has to be more than you randomly going, it's against my religion. Fair enough. Okay. Right? Like, I'm, I'm guaranteed, I don't know if we have any Amish here, but I guarantee you the Amish will go, look, we don't mix with you. What does it matter if we vaccinate? You know what I mean? Like, if this was in Pennsylvania, sure. If we had Amish or we had Mennonites, you know, it might be different. But, like, just because you say it's part of your religion, we, we need more than that, is what they're basically saying. Yeah. So they've raised the bar. Which is a great. Deal. Which I think is which good. Is different than, say, like, outlawing the idea of the exemption at all. They've just made it so that you have to show a significant reason why you should be exempted. And I think that's fair because California is the place of the Disneyland measles outbreak because kids were not vaccinated. My son, playing in the sandbox right now and watching him, he's totally vaccinated, and I would never turn back from that. So I, I don't understand. Like, like you've got to get your kids vaccinated. Well, it's what you need to understand, Dan, is the anti-vax movement is, is probably about as strong on the left as it is on the right. So there's no reason to think a state like California would have less of a problem with it just because we tend to be more left than right. Fair enough. Also... On the same day, two days ago, in a 6-3 decision, the Supreme Court said, yeah, the subsidies for Obamacare, those are absolutely a thing. No, no. What was great about that opinion was and that -pokery. It, was, it was 28 pages of John Roberts going, I hate this law. This law sucks. But this is how the law works. Yes. Shut up. But people are saying, if you so basically the, the Supreme Court said the subsidies that Obamacare, the tax credits that Obamacare gives to people to keep their insurance are legal across the board. And the reasoning being that, yes, the letter of the law says states, which is technically defined as the states and the District of Columbia, not the federal government. The the six justices, if if I understand this correctly, basically said, yeah, but that's going to lead to chaos. And yes, clearly well, Congress didn't mean said. that. Here's what clearly they Congress said, didn't mean that. Yeah, uh, they they went into legislative intent and all of that. But what they basically said was, you're telling us that this statement is ambiguous, and it could mean one thing. Well, guess what we think it means. When they say the state, that could be a state. Or the federal government yeah, exactly. as a state. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they basically took the ambiguity out of that they, state. They that actually state. ended up getting into a lengthy discussion about the word such. <laughs> they did. <laughs> this is why I love the Supreme Court. <laughs> you know, because that, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Doug uh, is in the background. He just, he just uh, made a comment about what does Secretary of State, in quotes, mean? And he brings up a very good point. <laughs> right, because it's a federal position. Because it's a federal position. Uh, yeah, no, so basically it was talking about how, you know, if the state didn't set them up, the, you know, the federal government would set up, you know, such exchanges. And, you know, basically that they were the same thing. They the feds would set them up on yeah. behalf of the state, but Such they would be exchanges. setting up state exchanges on their behalf, mm -hmm. and so and it was very much like yeah, if, especially with the conservatives who are going to look at the intent of the people who passed the law. Well, it was a whole bunch of Democrats who came together and passed the yeah. law on their own against Republican dissent, and clearly what they intended was not to make something that falls on its face as soon as you implement it. Exactly. So and that and you know and we I, have to kind of grit our teeth and go with what they meant. And I and I and I you know I read a lot of uh, conservative people saying this was a corrupt law. It was a backroom deal. The Democrats pushed this through. And here's what I have to say about that. Yes, you're right. However, the Democrats happened to have a supermajority in Congress at the time with a Democratic president. That's what happens when that situation occurs. Yeah, Dan, That's what happens. Done. Something actually the, gets done. The real problem with this case, Dan, and I, I don't remember who said it. Someone said it on the news in the past few days and, and put it best. 
is that this never should have been before the court because this is like those crazy people who want to defend themselves and tell you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just listen. They tell you. They tell you that. Um, I know what he, the, means, the, he means, the, but it's not what he said. <laughs> the, um, no, not all people who defend themselves are crazy. Just there, there are some people out there who are crazy and defend themselves, and then they tell people, "Your law doesn't apply for me because it says right. a person." can commit this crime and I'm not a person I'm a man it's a sovereign citizen movement yeah. yeah the problem with that is that those kind of arguments are they don't befit the court like you know yes there are times when there's ambiguity in language the court defers to what it like a pragmatic view of language which is to say what is the intent of the law um, which is which is precedent. It's, this isn't yeah. something new. No, the this court has no, done. This isn't no. new at all. This it's is, not like oh my god, they're they're legislating from the bench. It says this. Yeah. This is they've done this before. There's a lot of people who try to 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 go into court and talk about literal meanings of words as if that changes meaning of law. And usually judges look at them and go, "Stop wasting the court's time." This case was so bad that the conservative justices lost a vote. Yeah, it went six three. Which well, no, was, yeah, oh, they needed they, <laughs> need, they needed four to get it before the court, which means one person who agreed to hear the case changed their mind. <laughs> that I did not think of that. That right? is an you interesting know, perspective. Unless unless someone unless someone really had a lot of confidence in, on the the liberal side and yeah, went realized let they, them let them take it. We'll, we'll eviscerate it. They I mean, picked up a vote from the last Obamacare case. Yeah, yeah. And, Even and Kennedy. Kennedy does ship not like Kennedy's libertarian. He does not like that law at all. From the standpoint of it tells people what to do. But it's one of those things where if you want to look at the legislative intent, it's not like those cases where they have to look back at the framers of the Constitution. Yeah, they could just call got Barbara Olymp- Boxer. Yeah, and be like, and be like "What hey, did you mean?" Yeah, no, you've yeah. got Olympia you guys Snow going. <laughs> guys, the the intent was to do this. I voted against the bill, but it's not like they were hiding what the intent was. Yeah, I mean, no, we we actually meant to do this, which is, I guess, really kind of cool. We're not, you know, we're not arguing the Second Amendment. We're arguing this thing that happened a year ago when everybody's still around for the yes. most part. You they know. should have never taken the case. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it it. What's good about it is with Obamacare is anytime anybody tries to challenge Obamacare now, this is the 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 district well, courts no, were like, look, look, Dan, what, <laughs> look. What's what's good about it is that um, the the thinking amongst legislative staff okay is that the Supreme Court didn't just uphold Obamacare. They codified it and strengthened it. Yeah. So, like, if you get a Republican president before this this ruling, they could have gone, yo, IRS, don't prioritize this stuff. Because that's what the executive branch does. But now the, the court has basically said the law is explicit and means this. Which means a Republican would at least need Congress to pass a law to alter it. Yeah. Right? This is true. So, that's that's where I go with that. Maybe someone really thought they had the votes on the liberal side and went, yeah, we're going to bring it before the court. But I doubt that because I wouldn't trust anybody on the court right now, <coughs> on the other side. I just wouldn't. Okay. They could tell me exactly what they were going to do before they did, and I still wouldn't believe it, even after they had done it. You know? I, I, just, I, I think... I was actually shocked by this one. This one, I didn't know which way it was going to go, and I'm glad it went the I way that it did. By, the only shock in this one is that Kennedy changed his vote. So, John, John Roberts the, uh, jumped through hoops to not gut Obamacare before. Like, he literally went out and found an argument that nobody in the courtroom had made. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, the whole thing I, about it being a tax. Yeah. 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 I, can't, I can't see him having done that and then just suddenly going, eh, what the hell? <laughs> but this time, we'll throw it out. <laughs> this yeah. time! Um, speaking of, uh, of Justice Kennedy, the other amazing thing that happened today, which is, is uh, I mean, this is loving v. Virginia shit. This is major, major Supreme Court 
and gay who, marriage. Which, which loving was the one that allows Clarence Thomas to be married to his wife. Yes, uh, gay marriage is uh, now. It, it's, it's now it's just marriage. It's now, now it's just marriage. <laughs> Everybody can get married. Two adults that are over the age of eighteen can now get married in every single state of the union, and their marriages in other states now have to be recognized by all other states. It's now just marriage, and that was major. That is a and like people are like this is a, I'm like no you don't understand this is w- this is one of the most historic things like we're living through like in a major historic moment and it's it's incredible like my little you know almost two year old son his grandkids are gonna be like holy shit like these are things that they're going to read about in history which is gonna yes. be amazing and as we were here as long as the Supreme Court doesn't change its mind and as long as they don't change his mind and wonderfully. Because the podcast will never die. Somewhere on the internet, this podcast will be, and his grandkids will be able to listen to their great-grandfather talk about this with his two friends. doesn't even matter if they change their mind. Why? No one's even touched the First Amendment issue. First Amendment issue? Yeah. What's the First Amendment issue? <laughs> the, the Unitarian... This is bringing a novel the, argument. The, the, the Unitarian like, Church curious. marries gay people. They willingly do it. Okay. If you're going to tell me that a Catholic marriage has the, the sanctity of a law, but a Unitarian one doesn't, you're violating the First Amendment. Oh, I think mostly the government's just supposed to stay out of your business with the First Amendment. N- no. You you, you got to pull an equal protection you, argument. And, and, I, and I think you, I think you, I think you do. The and issue with this one, the people people's complaint that it's coming down today is that. Um, Kennedy now for four straight, because he's written all of the gay rights uh, opinions since Lawrence in 86. Uh, Lawrence v. Texas, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and he has never, because all equal, you know, going through law school, we're always taught that everything is based on some level of scrutiny, whether it be rational basis or strict scrutiny or intermediate, and that you have to figure out who the protected class is, and then you have to figure out the level of scrutiny, which tells you how to do the analysis. And he's never bothered with any sort of analysis like that ever on any of those opinions. Really? He has just sort of winged it in terms of like, <laughs> well, like this doesn't seem right to me and I'm going to write the majority opinion and there's no particular level of like constitutional Supreme Court law analysis that's part of it. Yeah, but and so I mean, nobody knows still like, are you doing rational basis analysis? Is it strict scrutiny? Is it something in between? We don't know. You just said, well, I'm combining a due process concept of fundamental rights with some sort of equal protection thing, and I'm looking at what the state said their rationale was, and I've decided this. But isn't but it based off the yeah. 14th Amendment? But it's all very fuzzy. Like, in terms of if you want to be able to look at future cases and say... This is the standard. This is the measuring stick. This is how you look at these cases and do the analysis. There's no road signs. There's no road map to tell you how to do that based on his decisions. So when new cases come up about uh, employment discrimination, housing discrimination for gays, all these other sorts of issues that are going to come up, nobody's to going it. to know how to yeah. use the So this is going to ultimately them. end up going back. Uh, yes. yes. Okay. Um, I, what I found more interesting was the conservative response to which the was ruling, insane. Where um, at least two of the justices decided we're so angry about this, what we're going to do is we're going to destroy the sanctity of the Supreme Court. Wait, what? In their <laughs> in their dissents, rather than the traditional argument against what they consider judicial um, over overreach, where they go five people changed the rules for everyone. Both John Roberts and Scalia made a, a, a major point of going five lawyers, as if Supreme Court uh, justices Scalia, Scalia are just went, lawyers. Scalia went so far to like pretty much call them out as like five non-Protestant lawyers 
Wow. Like more or less some Jews and Catholics got together. I, I, and, I mean, uh, I, I, it's amazing he didn't say and some women. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it was all the women on the on the court, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, which I, but but you don't you don't regular like he doesn't seem to get it. If he if he succeeds, and some people actually believe that he's diminishing his own authority. Yeah, because it's not like you'd ever have a time where there are some Supreme Court justices and some of those lawyers who happen to be on the Supreme Court. So it's just really weird to see people delegitimizing their own branch. No, no the problem was that he eventually turned his entire descent into attacking Anthony Kennedy. Yeah. personally, Which, well, instead of does. actually arguing the law. It's also important to remember that his dissent doesn't matter. <laughs> actually, his dissents have mattered a lot in the past. Because no, that's not what I mean. I mean his is not cases. the official dissent. Well, the, every, every, every justice who dissented wrote their own dissent, which is weird to begin with. But all of his prior dissents, uh, his language ended up becoming the rationale for every lower court decision that pushed the laws even further. Oh. They were like, yeah, Scalia's yeah. right. If the, fi- the last decision went this way, then the next logical conclusion is this. And they would quote him, I think, just to annoy him. <laughs> that, yeah, you're right, actually. That was a good point. We have to go to the next step. And so, um, you know, he, he literally went into one of his things about, like, about what this flowery language that Kennedy was using sounds like something out of a fortune cookie. And if I wrote something <laughs> like that, I'd put my head in a bag. And I'm like, this is your legal you, analysis, you does asshole? He, does he realize that... <laughs> Yesterday, he told people a ruling was applesauce. Right, you know, applesauce. And today, on Diggory Bogery. I don't know if you saw this on Slate. Um, there is a thing now. So there's a, a Scalia burn generator. You can type in your name and it will <laughs> customize your own Scalia insult for you. Uh, I had just put in one for Desmond here. Uh, it came up with. One would think that Desmond's interpretations are a defense of the indefensible. This wolf comes as a wolf. <laughs> um, um, I, I don't know I, what that I'd, means. I'd like to say that, that <laughs> if that's actually what Scalia thinks, it's racist. <laughs> Why is that? You can't go calling an Indian a wolf. <laughs> um, that's that's racially insensitive. And uh, when I throw <laughs> mine in there... Well, Dan, you, well, understand, uh, hold on, you, you understand how much I hate this man. My thought is if anything comes up about Indian country, Scalia needs to recuse himself because he told a Native American member of Congress that he was a member of a conquered people. He doesn't even understand Wow. Because you understand, every single tribe in Alaska was never conquered. No. No, and they still fall under Indian they, law. No, they, they had treaties yeah. with Russia, and then we bought Alaska. But nobody ever conquered them. So, like, he doesn't, like, uh, uh, I'm not a big fan of the man. What is, uh, what is your insult? One would think that Will's views are freedom-destroying applesauce. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you are freedom-destroying applesauce. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. It, the, um, the sad thing in some of the dissents was, like, Clarence Thomas spent some time talking about slavery and suggesting that the government can't take away your dignity, that enslaving people <laughs> didn't take away their dignity, that, like, interning Japanese people didn't take away their dignity. Was like, dude, you, dude, you should not be the guy. You are such a bad person <laughs> to be on this court. Like, you are the fucking worst. Um, but hey, let's give it up for Clarence Thomas for actually writing a dissent, rather than just nodding yeah. while uh, Scalia mm-hmm. read his. Yeah, I don't know what that man has done since he got put on the court in the eight. Like, what has Clarence Thomas done? Very little. Very little. He just hangs out, gets his paycheck. Probably very, probably very well paid. Yeah, but like, occasionally says something that just blows your mind and incredibly ignorant and awful it is. Well, yeah, but it's usually lost in the, in the maze of the of the Alito comments for the most part. Alito really has, just 
I don't I don't even know. Right, because when this case he was said actually, some awful things today with, with, too, but they were somehow not the most awful. <laughs> yeah, but it's, they're not. They're not usually in his dissents. They're usually in his actual questioning during proceedings. They're things like you're sitting there and going, "What?" It's like Scalia with the with the applesauce. I mean, I just don't get it. Yeah. Applesauce is delicious. So Ted Cruz today, if you saw, I was going to say the next thing is is a bunch of the Republican presidential um, uh, not hopefuls have come out with some serious opinions about why the court is fucking nuts. Um, and my opinion of them is, I'm like, you guys are Republican presidential hopefuls. How smart can you be, honestly? Well, Cruz was <laughs> suggesting that we have eight-year elections for the Supreme Court. I'm like, do you understand do you, the no. purpose of the Supreme Court? Literally, I'm, does not. I'm okay with eight-year terms, but not elections. Yeah, no, you can't have elections. No. It defies the entire yeah. fucking uh-huh. point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and but yeah, no, the 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 thing they had a. a Article that covered all of the again, Republican, stupid well, stupid Republican, not all Republican governors. The governors of all the states where gay marriage was not legal already to yes. see their reaction. In eleven of them, they've basically said, yeah. "Law is the law. We're going to play along." Yeah. The dissenters were Bobby Jindal in of, uh, of Louisiana because he's not bankrupting okay. his state. Bobby uh, Jindal no longer gets to talk. Uh, well, no, I'm serious. talk a lot because now we're running for president. No, I want to segue into him into him being the world's biggest politics. No, this is actually musings of musings. Musings of musings. This is Bobby Jindal for you, folks. This is his wonderful leadership in 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 the state of Louisiana. He decides, you know what, Disney. I don't like all the money you bring to my state. Go away. Go to Georgia. He put a cap on the film subsidy tax. And Disney has shut down all production in Louisiana indefinitely. And did, does, does he realize that and Disney will, owns Marvel and Lucasfilm? They, well, forget about that. They're a multi-billion dollar media empire who loves to film in Louisiana. Now they're going to film in Georgia because it's basically the same swamp. And everybody's already filming in Georgia because they give great tax they breaks to the great TV tax shows. Breaks. I mean, like, yeah. There's lots of backwater, disgusting swampland to film in in this country. You yeah, don't have to go yeah, to Louisiana. Yeah. But it's the one thing I don't understand why anyone, Republican or Democrat, messes with their film tax credit if they're getting lots of people. I mean, like, you're not well, going to win. And you need, because because his whole thing is we don't give credit. Well, he should give credit. That doesn't make any sense for Bobby No, no, Jones. they we have do. credit. He's he's put a cap on it. Yeah. His thing is, like, he, he literally is dumb enough to think that the film industry doesn't just go to Canada every time it's in their interest to go to Canada. Because they, they have... He doesn't understand how the industry works. He thinks they're like a... People who have, like, a manufacturing plant. It costs a lot of money for them to go somewhere. No. Right, it it's costs Disney nothing, nothing to film somewhere else. Nothing, like it's it's not even it's it's a rounding error in their film budget. So it's no, nothing. no Jurassic World two in Louisiana, Louisiana. Thank uh, you, Governor. Oh, Jurassic. He's protecting them from dinosaurs. Jurassic Galaxy. Jurassic, I want two billion dollars. I haven't seen it yet. I all all it. you need to know is it's gonna it's it's I don't know what the current record is. It's like one point five something. Um. Unless it stops making money, I don't think it's going to stop before it gets there. That's some John Madden level analysis right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do we, do we have a screen where I can draw little, little squigglies too? But you got, but you've got to make some weird like metaphors. You need lots of lines that don't even like connect <laughs> anything or make sense, and then yeah, and I say some words that don't aren't like. I think that covers my political rant. All right. That 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 movie was Strawberry Jam. That movie was Strawberry Jam. <laughs> All right. I have 14 more topics. Uh, thank Holy you for listening shit. to uh, the beginning of Musings of Death and Musings of Politics. But now we're getting to geeky stuff. Hey. hey. You got to be honest with people, Dan. What we were just talking about was not Musings of Politics. 
It was musings of Supreme Court case law. Case law. Okay. Musings of case Which law. Which we find interesting. We do. Because there's one lawyer, me and Dan. And we find it interesting. And I vaguely remember and Constitution our, and our, law. Yes, and our making fun of, of certain conservative justices gleefully should not be uh, interpreted as us being gleeful that, that our cases are winning at current. It, 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 you know, again, and if you've got... I'm sorry, I, whether you are a conservative or a liberal, I, I, I think badly of you if you don't find it funny that a grown man referred to a case as applesauce. Applesauce. If you have any problems, remember you can write to Musings of a Geek, care of Dan's wife, and... Uh, Send, send, send it there. There'll be no but jibber jabber in my court. Jibber jabber! All right, I got 14 topics. 10. 10! So, bunch of Spider Man news. Um, uh, uh, wait, we can go back to the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, there's a new Spider Man comic, Spider Man number one, apparently in the all new, all different Marvel. Spider Man is officially Miles Morales from the Ultimate Universe. We don't know that. That's what's on the cover. We know there's a Miles Morales Spider-Man comic. Man comic. We don't know that that means like Peter Parker's not going to be present or have his own book. Um, I'd say that it's just common sense that like I, I don't remember what the sales were for the Ultimate Universe before they killed it. Um, but I think Miles Morales was the only thing really selling. Yeah, it that's why they brought him in. So it's unsurprising the, they're doing the a Miles main, Morales book. I'm happy about the main that. Marvel book. I just doubt that they're going to go. You know what? Spider-Man that outsells Miles Morales is not worth it to us. You know, I think I imagine they'll do both. Is what I'm saying. And then they've cast the new movie Spider-Man. It's a kid named Tom Holland. This one, this one, I'm not so sure about. Really? Only because I haven't seen him in anything. When did when did Spider-Man suddenly become British? Everybody's British, Des. No, they're not all British. But I mean, this is the second British Spider-Man in a row. That's true. Garfield is British too. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, like, but I, I mean, Superman is British. Henry Cavill is British. They're bringing a British actors, and why not? Okay, hey, Henry Cavill has yet to play Superman. And uh, Daredevil's British. I mean, why uh, not? I think Daredevil's Irish. He's from the UK. I'm not sure exactly what. But part. I think he's North Irish. Maybe I don't, he's North I don't Irish. think he's British. But anyway, um, and uh, also Daredevil. This is the we we had an American Daredevil, and we all saw how well that worked. So maybe that one should be. I'm going to go on a limb and a say, country. Daredevil. Will you should watch it. Daredevil is my favorite thing Marvel has done. I'm going to go on a limb and say it. I just finished it, and it was amazing. Aff like you fail at Daredevil, <laughs> promoting you to Batman. Batman. <laughs> it's essentially the same character. Anyway, that's Tom not Holland. that's not true. Tom Holland, Spider Man, um, British. He looks fine, I guess. Some people, I guess, I have a problem with how young he looks, but. I don't mind doing a 16-year-old Spider-Man movie. and Spider-Man should be 16. And contrary to popular belief of the, the Andrew Garfield fans out there, no, he wasn't pulling off the I'm 19 anymore. Oh, no. In Amazing Spider-Man 2. No. They were really, they were, they were WB Dawson Creek style pressing to convince everyone that he was still 19. So I don't mind how young he looks. I do think it's interesting that now all of a sudden Sony seems to think they have to cast a British person to play Spider-Man because they've done it a couple times in a row. Um, I just don't get it. I, I like I, In all things, I like variety. I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't seen him in anything. Um, he doesn't even low really look the part to me. But again, I'll wait for Captain America Civil War to see I'm, I'm how I'm kind he of does. also, you know, this, this is probably going to earn me some hate. But I'm kind of anti-white Spider-Man now in movies. Ah, but did you hear what Stan Lee came out and said? No, I, I didn't. But let me basically, Spider-Man is a white kid, and he should always be a white kid. That's who Peter Parker is. If you want to make a, a black superhero or a gay superhero, then go do that. Don't just make Spider-Man black. Okay, well, let, let me respond to Stan Lee. Stan, you did a lot of good things. Good job there. Um, <laughs> you you people have made me watch the same movie 
five times in a row. And I got no confidence that you can make anything new. I think it's going to be the same boring Spider-Man movie again. Now, if you give me a Hispanic Spider-Man, if you give me a black Spider-Man, if you give me a Spider-Woman, I don't have a lot of faith that you're going to give me a good movie either. But at least you're going to give me a different movie. I'm sorry. There is so little difference between all five of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, it's... They all follow the... I mean, like, I actually liked Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man I liked too, Amazing Spider-Man. But they all have the exact same plot structure. I liked, I, I liked Andrew Garfield more than I liked Tobey Maguire, but at the time when Spider-Man came out, I'm like, this is amazing! Because yeah, we've I'm never not, seen I'm anything not like any of those movies, but when I talk about people being oversaturated in Spider-Man, I think the big thing about that is that they're all basically the same movie again and again, again and, and again. again. Because if you look at Marvel movies, they're all really similar, but at least they have different characters and different kind of emotional through lines and different dilemmas. And there's something for you to get on board with that isn't just the same movie a second time. And at this point, I will settle for any type of difference with Spider-Man. I'm just done with that movie, the one they keep making. Well, with Marvel doing Spider-Man, maybe we're going to get something different. It's not all in Sony's hands anymore. It's Mar- Marvel, fil- Marvel Entertainment. I'm is. not sure the people making Spider-Man are capable of making a non-Ditko Spider-Man. We'll see, because I guess I mean there is going to be a Spider-Man movie. He comes out in Civil War. Oh yeah, no, I, they're going to keep making him, Dan. I mean, like I'm, I'm a little surprised they 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 self torpedoed the Andrew Garfield three, even though he didn't want to do it, because even though it didn't make Marvel money, it still made lots of money. You know. All right. Whatever. All the right. Kid, the kid looks fine. I, I think it's odd he's British. <laughs> Fair and, enough. And I'd prefer something different. Anything different, please. Next. Next. Eleven topics. 11 topics? I went through three topics? Yeah, we went through a bunch because we talked about Spider-Man and stuff. You had some really specific I did. things then. Number nine. Um, so just uh, I guess it's going to be quick. They uh, There is a rumor that instead of Hawk Girl just showing up in Legends of Tomorrow, that CW is going to spin her off into her own show, and now we're going to have four CW superhero television shows. Think it might be a little much? Nobody will watch a TV show called Hawk Girl. Nobody? I no, think you're wrong you about too, that. Will. <laughs> um, well, because the CW is like, oh shit, we passed on Supergirl. And Supergirl, people are this buzz. Maybe we need our own girl. Maybe they show. just realize Supergirl's bad. So they want to do Hawk Girl instead? If I were CW and I was going to do a girl centric superhero show in my white bread DC universe, I'd want a character. It would elicit the minimum amount of complaining if I cast her non-white. Okay. I don't think anybody much cares what what no. race Hot Girl is. Nobody cares at all. But I think nobody you, really knows I who think, she is. I think if you cast Supergirl as, as something other than white, you're going to have people come out of the woodwork just like the idea of a an African American Spider-Man. And I, I think that in the the one thing that the the D, the DCCW superhero universe is really missing is color. I mean, you've got Diggle. And and no, got I mean, Cisco. And, you know, Iris and her dad are, well, definitely eh. Captain West is, is a black guy. They're both people of color. But, um, I mean, of like the, the, Iris is becoming a part of like the, the, you know, Team Flash. But she's only just now becoming a part of Team Flash. And... I don't really view the paternal figures in shows as being like it matters necessarily what their what their race is. 
because to me they're they're the dad. So, Does that make sense? That's what Jesse L. Martin is. He's the dad. I mean, I mean, Team Arrow is all white except for Diggle. And I'm just saying, no, the whole universe is pretty white, okay. Dan. I mean, even if you look at like the backgrounds with the extras, they're casting out of Canada. It's not surprising there's a lack of color. Hey. But I'm just saying, I'm thinking that if 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 I was CW and I was going to have a girl centric hero show, I'd want it, I'd want a character I could go with kind of a strange casting choice and not have people go that's wrong because nobody knows who hot girl is the thing thingarians i guess and she's and, and in the modern incarnation of dc she's not even supposed to be human so, no, I mean, yeah, like, so who cares yeah. it's like you know she's more hawk than girl <laughs> technically they're, they're aliens <laughs> fuck is this no here's a, and, and to go back to one of my sort of recurring themes of all media criticism um you can't just if your idea starts with it's like this but i've changed one kind of unimportant thing then your idea sucks. So, like, what is it? Seventy years ago, they started with like, what if instead of a Batman, he's a Spider Man? <laughs> oh wait, no, hold on, he's an Ant Man. No, no, it's a Bird Man, right? Like, or like this. Wait, instead of a Superman, what if it was you? a Super Girl? Right? Like, <laughs> same thing. We're like, what if we have Spider Man again, but he's black? Like, hold on, no, no, hold on. What if instead you wrote a story, <laughs> and then? If the character happened to fit one of those criteria, great. And if they don't, okay. Write a fucking story. Well, uh, I'm going to say that I think... Don't I, be fucking lazy. I could write a really good Hawkgirl TV show, but I'm not sure how DC would respond to my writing it. Why? Because mine would kind of be a 70s Hawkgirl, Hawkman take, and I'd make it kind of awkward and creepy. And what I mean by that is, you remember the '70s incarnation of those characters, right, Dan? That they were, they were like the Pharaoh and Ferris of, um, oh yeah, of, of yeah, ancient Egypt, Egypt, the whole Egypt and thing. They're yeah. constantly reborn. They constantly find each other, and then once they find each other and fall in love again, they end up getting slaughtered again, again and again and again throughout history. I'd go with that theme, and I'd have Hawkgirl be 20, and like Hawkman be almost inappropriately old, like 52. Because then you then you're you're in that element of everything in your biology and your genetics is drawing you together, but your own social constraints are trying to force you apart. And from the standpoint of you're actually surviving, not that the characters have knowledge of the fact that once they fall in love and they're like truly contented, that's when they always die. I mean, it's not like they have that knowledge, but it keeps you from coming to. You know, what I'm saying it adds drama to the show and it pull, constantly pulls you apart and pulls you together. That'd be an interesting show. That's an interesting show. I would watch that show. Incarnation where they're alien peacekeeper people. I don't care. I want a Martian Manhunter show. By the way, did you ever get around to watching the Supergirl pilot? No. No. It'll be a con on Saturday night. It will be a con. You were wrong about that. You just said that you didn't think they'd show it. They're showing it on Saturday night at the oh, big Warner Brothers thing. Yes, they've got. I, I did. I have a topic about it. All right. They got the first two days. If you want to talk about Comic Con, no, schedule. I think I said. I think Saturday's I, the first two days. It's only the first two days. But Saturday's not. No, the but, but, but they've already announced Warner Brothers. has already announced uh, this panel. Yeah. Um, so. I just I don't think I said it wasn't going to be a con, Dan. I think I said it wasn't going to be in that panel. I was wrong about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still think that's a mistake on their part. I tend to agree with you. I, I, I think there's other things they can show. No, it's not that. I think that, I, I, I think that whether or not Bertolanti is producing all of these various shows, the, w, the CW is the one who's paying for all of this. Which means they should get the hype for their shows, not for not super other people. Yeah, shows. yeah, because the majority of it is on CW. Yeah, you know, so that's all. Fair enough. All right, we can talk San Diego Comic Con. Um, the panel for Thursday, panels for Thursday and Friday have been announced. Um, there's the bullshit panels that I like that you know nobody cares about, but you, you don't get to go to any this year. Let me guess. 
Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead are on Friday, and I'm not getting in. No. Friday sucks. Really? Oh, my God. Okay. Nobody's getting in anywhere on Friday. First question I have for Dez is, if nobody can procure you a ticket, are you going to come downtown at all? No, probably not. Okay. Uh, it, it's... There's, uh, you know, there's a lot to do downtown if you don't actually physically go to the convention center, but it is a pain in the ass to get there. Well, it's not so much not. that. I'm watching the dog. Ah. Uh, um, so if I had, like, a ticket, I'd probably come down and force her to be in the kennel for, like, 12 hours, but I'm not going to force her to do that if all I'm doing is walking around yeah, downtown. fair enough. I totally understand. Um, I'm still trying to figure out that. If I can get you a ticket, I will. Mm -hmm. um, uh, real quick, Hall H on Friday is awful. Uh, 10 a.m. starts the 16th annual animation show of shows, followed by a two-hour block of the AMC's Walking Dead and the spin-off AMC's Fear the Dead, um, followed by a 2.15 panel, uh, Game of Thrones, followed so by... exactly what I said. Wait, followed by Entertainment Weekly, followed by Star Wars. Jesus. Followed by the new Star Wars movie, which is at 5.30 to 6.00. I don't think Star Wars will be a problem. Followed by Star yeah, Wars. It will. The new Star no, Wars. I don't think it'll be a problem. The new at all. Star Wars? Yes, it I will. I don't think Wa it'll be a problem. Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, new Star Wars. That's what's in Hall H on Friday. And then Kevin Smith, they've got it titled Yoga Hosers, but it's Kevin Smith at the end of the day, starting at 7. Yeah, you got to line up the day before for that. Yeah. For that day. For, for Friday? Yep. Absolutely. Interesting side note, though, Thursday literally has nothing except for Doctor Who. Um, I lied. Okay, so it starts with Open Road. Uh, then there's the Hunger Games, the last Hunger Games movie, okay. Trailer Park, uh, then Doctor Who. So there's the Hunger Games in there, which might be, be big. So sad. Which might be big, might not. Then Doctor Who, who hasn't been Doctor Who hasn't been That's the gonna, con in a it's while. It's gonna be so sad. Um, and then oh. rounding out the day is Con Man, the fan revolt, thirteen years in the making, and then the world premiere of Scooby Doo and Kiss, rock and roll mystery. Well, that's good for Doctor Who. Yeah, I, I, I might get in to see no, Doctor Who this year. That's not what I mean. I mean that I have this image in my head of, of the Doctor Who panel and just thousands of empty seats. And I don't think so. I'm I might get into Doctor so. Who. I think what made Doctor Who popular at Comic-Con was Matt Smith. And this is the first time they're trying to do it With after the Matt Smith. Yeah. So I'm not sure how many people are really going to fight for seats. But I guarantee you people are going to fight for seats for Con Man. It's Alan Tudyk. It's Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion. It's a show about people who are on a cult sci-fi show, and one of them successful, and one of them just does the con circuit. It's hilarious. <laughs> it raised $3.2 million in crowdfunding. I guarantee you that thing's going to be full. So I, I'm thinking I might be able to get in on Thursday for Doctor Who. Uh, it, it, Doctor Who is at 2.15. You know, might be able to get in, sneak in right after Hunger Games. Um that was my phone. I don't know who that was. Um, Ballroom 20, uh, the other big one. Uh, apparently, 10.30 is the autobiography. Uh, this is Thursday of James T. Kirk. Um, then there is a three and a half hour block. Um, CBS TV Studios Comic-Con lineup, ex uh, including Extant, Limitless, Scorpion, Under the Dome, and Zoo. Not Big Bang? I don't know. Well, Big Bang, I think, is Friday. I Big Bang will have its own panel. Um, and then at 3.45, Sherlock. Oh. They're doing a Sherlock panel in Ballroom 20. But is it a real panel? 
It's uh, <clears throat> I don't mean that to be insulting, but if it's Stephen Moffat and a couple people I've never it's heard of, it's just Stephen Moffat and a couple not, people you've never heard of. It's not a real panel. It's Stephen Moffat and a couple people you've never heard of. Um, it is Moffat because he's coming right off the Doctor Who panel, going to Sherlock. So uh, Stephen Moffat, Rupert Graves. Wait, oh, Mark, it's Rupert Graves. Is who's Mark going to be there? No, then it, no. Moffat, guys, what are you doing? It's Super not a real Sherlock and Rupert panel. Graves. Can I go ask Moffat some Iron Bank of Bravos questions? <laughs> Why? Wait, is he the one? Mark Gaddis. Gaddis. Is Gaddis going to be there? No. no. Oh, no. Come on, people. <laughs> well, followed by Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf is going to close out Thursday in Ballroom oh, well, 20. Then, then good luck getting into any panels before Teen Wolf. Yeah, and that's just exactly it. Screaming um, teenage girls. And then Tons of them. Bar- well, I lied. Ballroom 20 uh, on Friday starts with the Big Bang Theory Writer's Room, which I didn't know that that needed a panel. Falling Skies, <laughs> The 100, Minority Report. We just write report. a random sentence, and then we add uh, 30 seconds of studio laughter, and then, and then we write another random sentence. Bazinga. Um, Marvel Television is at 3. So Marvel, while Marvel is not, Marvel Entertainment is not going to be at Comic-Con, Marvel yeah. Television will. Um, the Originals is uh, 4.30, iZombie, and then Justice League Gods and Monsters. Those are the big rooms, what they're having. Um in, there's also is Indigo Ballroom, which I don't quite know what's going on. And there's on programming there. in the library. There's this programming year. in the library this year, and there's programming at the Omni this year, which is uh, across the way from the convention center. So they're they are starting to expand a little bit more. The Horton Grand Theater actually also has some programming. They didn't. They had a little bit last yeah. year. They don't have a whole. They you have know. A you know what the real problem is? Is they're competing for space. What do you mean? <clears throat> they're compl- with Nerd HQ. They're competing with space. So I mean, it's kind of difficult to get rooms. In where? Well, like I'm sure that Comic Con would like to use the, the the stadium, but it's a little hard to use. The yeah, stadium. Nerd HQ pretty much books the stadium for the whole con- the whole convention. So um, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you have another rival con effectively um, operating right next door, you're gonna you're gonna find that like ballrooms start to the, uh, evaporate. the city the city is is getting Indigo Ballroom on Thursday doesn't have anything. On Friday is all of the cartoon stuff. So Cartoon Network, um, Adult Swim, Rick and Morty, Mike Tyson, Robot Chicken, Bob's Burgers, and Archer is in uh, Indigo Ballroom on Friday. So that's that's the Friday thing. Saturday, I know Warner Brothers is doing the big television panel in Hall H because Kevin Smith will be there on Friday. They're also doing their big movie panel. So Saturday is Warner Brothers Day in Hall H. They're doing Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, um, and I think they might be talking about Wonder Woman and Justice League um, in that panel. And then that night is the Supergirl, Flash Arrow, giant thing. Yep, and provided they can get Stephen Amell to come out and do the panel again, get ready for some Royals hate. <laughs> <laughs> He's really, really upset at the Royals. Why? Do you haven't heard this, Dan? No. Apparently the Royals fans have so little with their live, like to do in their lives that they're voting for the All-Star Game the 35 times on their email account. Oh, I heard about this! And then yes! they're going out and they're starting another email account and doing it 35 more times. And then they're starting another email account. I, w- I just want to know who has that much time. So apparently the Royals are going to be the entire All-Star team. <laughs> yeah, so you vote in eight position players and a DH. You don't vote in the pitchers of the backup. So you get nine positions that you vote in. And at last check, the Royals were leading in eight of those categories. Including a second baseman who's really not that, that no, good. No, not only is he not good... He literally ranks as the worst hitter amongst all qualified hitters in baseball this year, and they've got him leading as the in the All Star vote for second base. I, I wonder, there's literally nothing going on in Kansas City, is there? 
Like no, nobody has no, anything no, to not, do. I, I think we're they're doing very it. excited we're, that we're their doing, team made it to the, the World Series for the first time in 30 years. Yeah, we're, we're probably doing the Royals fans a bit of a disservice. Maybe it's just that where you and I and Will have a variety of hobbies that have demands on our time. Those people only have Royals baseball. Well, the, I've heard there's a certain amount of like Sanjaya American Idol like thing going on mm-hmm. here that like other people just you know your generic internet trolls just love this idea of the bad players getting in. Mm-hmm. And plus, I mean, fuck it. The Yankees and Red Sox usually vote their guys in. Yeah. Why not little scrappy Kansas City like beat them at their own game? Let's do it. Um, I will say this to Will. On Thursday at 9 p.m. at the Horton Grand Theater, they're doing a screening of Spirited Away. So if you want oh, to you know, go I see I saw half that movie recently. <laughs> if you wanted to go see Spirited Away, that's, that's something we could do. Um yeah, I am. Um, I'll be driving us down. Um, I, I don't. We're not going to do a podcast that week. We'll Actually, be, I was looking. There may be. I may be able to find parking. We'll see. All right. I have. I, I do have some. I do well, have you some always parking. find parking. Well, it's just a matter of how many miles you have to walk into the convention center. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at Seventh and Broadway. So okay, that's, that's good. That's where I'm at. So, um, we can do one more if you want. Before you got we got a favorite. Uh, I don't know. This is what we got. Hyperion as a miniseries, Thor in Ghostbusters, Uber drivers are employees in California, sports championships, Woody Harrelson as LBJ, E3, American Gods, Affleck directing the Batman, and Bottle Caps. I think the Bottle Caps are cool. All right, we're going we're gonna to turn this over to Daz for Bottle Caps. Apparently some dude sent Bethesda 2,200 Bottle Caps, 11.2 pounds that's amazing. Bottle caps. Like that's some commitment to the, and, to the uh, bottle. And Bethesda's a video game company. Yeah, yes. they make Fallout. And, and they make Fallout. Why would he do that? Because, because in Fallout, you you the currency is bottle caps. Currency is bottle caps. So he so said, the head the head of public relations for Bethesda is giving him a copy of Fallout Four. Fallout Four, but just like, what, him. Not out yet or something. Not out yet. It's, he sent it in as a pre-order payment. Like 2,200 bottle caps? Clever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got to hand it to the guy. When you told not, me this, I'm like, I have really, to. I have to imagine, unless he lived really close to Maryland, that shipping 11.2 pounds of bottle caps was probably in of itself pretty expensive. And it's only a $60 game. I think it's just the cleverness of it. Like, I'm going to send bottle caps. Like, no, I think no, that's I, cool. I salute him for his, for his creativity. Um, but I'm not sure if financially it necessarily is saving him money. Also, I don't know if I... You, you, you have a sad life if you're collecting all your bottle caps and, and you don't want to keep Maybe them. Maybe he drinks a lot of Coke. No, I'm just saying. You're, a lot of Mexican Coke. Dan, you shouldn't collect anything you don't want to collect. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You're, you're wasting your life collecting things that you don't want to You see what I'm collect. saying? If you can give them up so easily, then they're not important to you. I've learned, don't collect things. They just take up space in your house. Does that mean I have to stop buying you shot glasses? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, don't I, I, I seem to just have a lot of shot glasses. Yeah, I'm not sure that I ever was really collecting them. No, you've drunkenly told me three times that you collect shot glasses. Yeah, I don't really collect shot glasses. I also have a large amount so, okay. of stuffed monkeys. So, I don't really collect stuffed monkeys. Here's we, we, we ready for this. Sober Will doesn't collect shot glasses, <laughs> but Drunk Will does. It's like literally two different people. We've already established that William, when he drinks, becomes literally two different people. It's amazing. <laughs> William goes to drunk, and we love him all the more for it. Um, I just get even more loud and boisterous, and Des loves everybody. He just starts touching people, oh, and he, until, he's funny. Until and, I get self-righteous. And then you get self-righteous. This is Musings of a Geek when we drink in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's really all I had. I think that Bethesda thing is cool. Um, is there yeah. anything else you guys want to talk about tonight? Um, I mean, well, we can we can talk about the Ghostbusters thing. I I think that's 
good casting for what. Really, you think Thor for, should for, be Janine for what they're asking him to do? Aren't they just asking I mean, him to be Janine? No, they're 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 asking him to be. Is he the any pots? foil? Yeah. yeah, the foil against the 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 women Ghostbusters in the same way Annie Potts is the foil against the male Ghostbusters. Annie Potts was great, right? In those like when you look at the original Ghostbusters, they're all not good looking, but they're really um, charismatic. Yeah, funny for the most part, right? And so Annie Potts was supposed to be nerdy in kind of the same way, but was supposed to look real good, but kind of be a dead personality zone. And it seems with the female Ghostbusters, what they're going for is not so much that the female Ghostbusters are unattractive, but that they're uncool. So if that's so we've hired case, Thor to be, yeah, that makes sense. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I mean, like, if you're using him as it. a foil, it's like you know, you're the one. Oh, look, everybody likes you, and you know, I mean. I think they should cast Rick Moranis as Rick Moranis. I think he should just come back and play Louis again. Just or Louis again. Exact just same play, role. Play get back <laughs> all the same lines, does all the same things, gets stuck in the dog the same way. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it should just be Rick Moranis like, because just play that would make me go and watch that movie. Yeah, just completely play it straight. Don't even comment on it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And well, no, we don't say anything about it. Dan, the, the, we've been over a lot of times what I think the problems with this movie are. And the Rick Moranis thing is the... Is, is the example of what I think is not going to work with the movie. Rick Moranis? Which is that I don't or? think Paul... F- is it Feige? Uh, I don't know. Like Kevin Feige? Yeah. I, I think... I, I, I don't know. Right. Um, I'm not sure that he has any real connection to the original movie, and therefore any cameo that features anyone from the original movies will probably be handled very poorly rather than very well. It'll be like, look, we put the people in the movie, rather than, I love this movie. How do I take the, the, the key master... And make him be in my movie. Yeah. No, just no, randomly. I, I, no, I would do it just that way. Like, he would have no, all I the know, rest of you... the plot wouldn't even make sense. There wouldn't even be a gatekeeper. <laughs> but he would be, he would just splice in his scenes of him running around telling people he's the key master and people just looking but, very confused. But he's not like, we're not like taking young Rick Moranis and putting him in. Like, what it's I'm literally Rick Moranis as he is now yeah, the yeah. same way. Well, no, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is when you That's look at these brilliant. reboots and these remakes... You can see the ones where the people making them have an actual affection for the product they're remaking, like 21 Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Hoffs cameo was a little poorly handled, but when you got to Peter DeLuise and Johnny Depp at the end of the movie, that's a brilliant cameo. Yeah, completely. It makes yeah. no sense, but it's absolutely brilliant and funny. But I don't trust someone who doesn't seem to really love the original product to see how you can really... Make it work. Does that make sense? No, that makes complete sense. I, he I, might I, prove me wrong, but I doubt you it. doubt it. Because given his cast, I doubt I'm seeing his movie. Fair enough. I always said that because they, eventually they're going to rape all of our child movies and they're going to remake Real Genius, which is one of my favorite movies. No, and I'm like, you never, know what? Fuck it. going to happen. I'm like, fuck it. Remake Real Genius and actually put Val Kilmer as the Laszlo role. Just wait till Top Gun is starring Jaden Smith. No. That's sad. Is he actually up? For the role in the remake of Tom Top Gun? No, I'm just picturing some sort of nightmarish scenario. Yeah, it's just awful. It's just honestly okay. something about mirrors not being eyes. Well, I, I don't know. Let me let me share this with Hollywood. I, I know there has been talks about remaking Top Gun. Do not make Top Gun. Okay. I hate to break it to you. Top Gun had a lot of things going for it, but the people who really like Top Gun really like the Tomcat. It's like the coolest fighter anybody's ever designed ever. <laughs> and... We don't fly them anymore. No, we don't. So your people can't fly them. No. They're going to fly something boring. 
and it's just not going to seem as cool. Yeah, no, they're it's going to be like Iron Eagle. Completely ruined the the, the 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 Top Gun was definitely a time and place movie. I don't know if it was a time and place movie, but you have to admit when you were when you were young and you were watching Top Gun and you were watching Iron Eagle, they're really not that different m- movies for the most part. There's more romance in Top Gun than there is in Iron Eagle, obviously. Um, one's more an action movie, but Top Gun is always cooler, and it's because the, the wings on the Tomcat fold in, fold in, and then they fly faster. Yeah, that's cool. It, it, it was an awesome jet. I think I'm listening to a twelve year old. <laughs> Meanwhile, I say sit down tonight. Des is like, God, I hate young people. And William's like, right? Fucking kids. <laughs> Fucking kids. Someone made me get up at 645 to go to a donut shop. A charges, they charge $4 for a donut. A gourmet donut shop, I will have you know. $4. Right around the corner for a work. And I don't mind paying $4 for a donut. But if I pay you $4 for a donut, it better not taste like a donut I could get at my donut shop. <laughs> for a buck. All right, we're going to end on that donut talk. All right, everybody, that was Musings of a Geek. As I said earlier, you can get us on the Musings of a Geek podcast network. We're also on Danger Entertainment Network, TuneIn Radio, Geek Life Radio, Stitcher, and iTunes. We've got Schwag. We've got Amazon. Uh, if you like any, if you want to buy anything you heard, maybe you want to buy a copy of the Constitution. I don't know that you don't want to download. You want a copy. It's a beautiful copy. Maybe you want a leather-bound book. Jump on our Amazon banner. We can actually... Dude, I, I I purchased something from our Amazon banner today or uh, two days ago. It was the most boring thing anyone has ever purchased on our Amazon banner, but I still bought it. Uh, the uniform system of accounts for the hospitality industry, the eleventh edition. Yeah, that's pretty boring. Pretty boring. Pretty Especially boring. this week, since Amazon's being one of those good companies that is writing algorithms and doing things that they'll come to regret. Why? Well, with all the Confederate flag controversy, it's unsurprising that Amazon went. A lot of these people buying Confederate flags are buying them to be not nice people right now. I don't feel comfortable selling them to them. I'm on board with that. I'm fine with that, a company going like that. But they they must have had someone create an algorithm to pull things off of their website during this crisis. Okay. And that algorithm pulled off Civil War tabletop games. Oh, not good. I don't know about not good, but that's not what you're targeting. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I don't know anyone who's looking to make a statement and they pull out a little one-inch tall figurine and go, <laughs> and show it up to someone's face. That's, Scalia! Applesauce! That, that's all I'm saying. Uh, Apple did the same thing. Apple pulled everything, including all the Civil War games, off of the App Store. And obviously, they took a bunch of crap for it. And they're going, yeah, you know, we, we, we didn't... Apparently, we didn't draft our memo to the person who did that properly. We thought they had a brain. Sorry. You know? Yeah. Sorry. All right, everybody. Does anybody have anything else for this episode of Musings of a Geek? No? William, you're on your phone. Shaking your head. Gels. When when was when was the, the Thursday was the um was the the Obamacare decision? Do you remember yes. what the date was for that? June twenty fifth. June twenty fifth. From now on. I'm calling it here, National Apple do- uh, Applesauce, applesauce Day. Day. Everybody have a serving of applesauce <laughs> in order, in, order uh, in honor of our, our good friend, Antonin Scalia, um, who is just, I, I don't know. Ha- ha- have you ever questioned whether someone is medicated or not? Hashtag Applesauce Sometimes Day. he makes me question. That's what we're getting. That's, that's it. Guys, let's make a trend. Hashtag Applesauce Day. All right. That's it. All right, everybody. Thank you again. That sucked. Thanks again for listening, and stay geeky, my friends. You are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek podcast network. Stay geeky, my friends.